Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, I'm super excited about this week's chat. Um, I'm hoping I will maybe get some tips. Um, We'll we'll see. (laughs) Um, So thanks for joining me, Mandy Bryce, Um, podcast, course creator, um, all the things like just welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. Yeah. Um, you got your wine and everything. Yes. Happy lady right here. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> awesome. Um, so yeah, like I am ready to just like dive in. Um, Let's how did you it. get started? You know, like what's your background? Um, yeah. Who you like to love to help and you know, all that good stuff. Sure. Um, So as we were talking before we started recording, the answer to how I get started is dependent upon, you know, how did I get started with what? So I've kind of, (laughs) like most people, taken a long and winding road to where I am now. Cue the Paul McCartney. Um, (laughs) uh, But basically, I was a teacher for a long time, six years middle school, which is maybe 600 years is how long it feels. For me, I pray for (laughs) teachers all the time, especially now. Oh my God, yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, But while I was finishing college and at the beginning of teaching, I started kind of dipping my toes into the modeling industry. And um, through modeling, I kind of realized, like all of us do, that I wasn't getting younger, which would be kind of fun, but not possible. And in modeling, age is definitely a huge factor. So Mm -hmm. I decided I didn't want to get out of the industry and that I should diversify my offerings so I could continue playing dress up. So (laughs) I became a, at first, completely self-taught makeup artist. And then since then, I've taken some professional development courses and um, learned more makeup skills. But I decided to be a model slash makeup artist and quit teaching after a little bit of that. And when I was a teacher and modeled on the side, I thought, you know, my body's not where it it should be for a professional model, but since it's a side gig for me and I don't have all day to meal prep and work out and all of that, Mm -hmm. I will give myself some grace, which um, I think we all should. But I decided, you know, if I was a full-time model, then I would have to really prioritize making sure my body is always camera ready. And then once I quit teaching, I thought, oh man, that now I don't have an excuse anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I do have all day to work out and meal prep and all of that. So in that journey to kind of bring my body to where I wanted it to be, I discovered the multi-level marketing company Beachbody. Mm. They're the company behind like P90X and Insanity and plenty of things since then, but this kind of shows my age and when when this is all happening. I love their psychology. It's so good. Oh, it is. Yes. It's like a, a 
treat, but with health. (laughs) And yeah, exactly. Like somebody that I didn't even know at that time approached me on, I think, Twitter or Tumblr or some social media platform and is like, well, I see you're doing P90X. Do you want to try Shakeology? And I'm like, well, that sounds dumb. Like the study of Shake. Why did they name it that? Like I didn't get it. But she sent me some and it sat on my counter for a few weeks. And then finally I tried it. And like you said, it's delicious and it's so good for you. And I got so much energy. And so I'm like, well, that's that's what I'm going to go with. I, I want to get a discount. So I became a Beachbody coach and I still technically am. And if anybody needs help, I can help you. But that's not something that I'm actively working on now. Mm-hmm. But what Beachbody did for me was when I started modeling and makeup and doing that full time, I was living in Wisconsin. I was close to Chicago. So I did still have a lot of opportunities, but anytime you're a freelancer, there's no consistent income coming in. Um, And most jobs, especially not in LA are not really into like, oh yeah, take off anytime you need to do a, you know, an audition or an open call or it goes like, (laughs) no problem, flexible schedule anytime, just work when you can. That's not really a thing. So it was wonderful for me that Beachbody gave me a somewhat consistent paycheck every other week. And then through that, I discovered personal development, um, which at pre- previously I thought self-help books and personal development were for like sad losers who were crying on their couch every night with 25 cats and eating ice cream out of a <laughs> gallon jug alone. <laughs> that was my perception of it. And then I realized later that the smartest, most successful people in the world were the people who were most likely consuming personal development because that's who I saw actually doing it and writing the book. So hey. as much as I'm fis- fitness and nutrition are still an enormous part of my life, but what Beachbody really did for me was introduce me to my biggest passion, which is personal development. So it's almost for so- full circle now because as you mentioned, I'm a t- podcaster and a course creator and a lot of that is back to education. So yeah. <laughs> I'm teaching just with fewer smelly sixth graders. No offense to my former (laughs) students who might be listening. (laughs) But when there's 35 and there's no air conditioning, everyone is smelly. Yeah. Yeah. And they all come in from recess, you know, I'm sure. I I felt like sometimes I was being baptized in Axe body spray. They all just would (laughs) really lay it on thick sometimes. That's pretty funny because I'm sure that's that age where they're like, oh, you know, deodorant body spray. Like, this is cool. I should wear yeah. this. <laughs> I want to get some girls and right. so this is how I'm going to do it is this foul spray. That's awesome. <laughs> so I love that. So what are, like, what are some of the courses that you have? So I currently, the first one I created was a makeup course for beginners, basics. So, mm, so me. <laughs> I'm your target audience. <laughs> I find that almost anyone who hears me say that is like, oh my gosh, me. And I look at them and I'm like, your makeup looks great. This is not for you. You probably know everything that's in there. But I think most of us probably underestimate how much we know and you know our level of expertise in any field. But that was the first course I created. And then kind of guided by myself, I don't like online courses, I'm not good at sticking to them and I would rather read because it's less of a thing. You know, you don't have to make sure you're in a quiet place or have headphones or whatever. You can just Mm -hmm. pick up your phone or your tablet or an actual book and read. And so I converted that course into an ebook. So those are both 
options that are available. And then since, like I said, my passion is goal setting, the makeup part I still love and I love people feeling their most confident. And I think looking your best plays a big role into that. Yeah. But uh, I still am so much more passionate about, you know, helping people live their best way, best life in a less superficial way. Mm-hmm. Um, so my next second book was a shorter goal setting and planning strategy. And I did it as a live course, like a three or four day kind of workshop and then recorded it. So I'm going to be releasing that really soon so that people have it to kind of salvage the last quarter of 2020. So that'll be something that people can take anytime, but my launch date is pre-October 1st so that anyone who's like, okay, these last 90 days of 2020, we're going to make up for all the craziness from the middle of it. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> we all need that. Um, is there a link that I could put in the podcast notes when this comes out so everybody can yeah. find that? Because it should be before October. Right. Yeah. I will definitely send it to you okay. once I have it. Otherwise, um, anywhere that I am on social media, I, I'm very easy to find. And although I know that I do need to be better about marketing myself and <laughs> <laughs> that, um, I, I will be posting it at some point for sure. <laughs> Yay. That's great. I love that because that is so important. Like being able to like, just going back to the first one too, about like how you said to not in like a, like a um, shallow way of getting dressed or putting makeup on. Like, I just know for me, like it makes me feel better. You know what I mean? Like, right. and not everybody's like that. And that's totally cool. And I think, you know, I'm sure you've come across this, like everybody has their own things that make them feel super comfortable and great and confident. But like for me, and I don't want that to seem like shallow, but like, that's just part of me getting ready. And I guess this right. mindset kind of, you know, I kind of correlate them together. Oh, a hundred percent. And the makeup that I've done in my career primarily has been, there have been a lot of photo shoots and stuff, but one of the things that I really like doing is getting either people ready for their live performances, like whether there's a couple singers that I've worked with a lot or people who are giving speeches or talks at corporate events, and then people who are getting ready for a television performance. And so much of the time, especially if it's a man, my role isn't really like the most important part of my role is not, you know, making sure their forehead's not shiny or covering their zit or, you know, making it look like they got a couple more hours of sleep last night. But a lot of the time, if it's someone's first time on TV and it's not a celebrity, I I feel like the most important part that I'm doing is calming them down and boosting their confidence. And you got this, you're going to be great. But I think knowing that you don't have to worry about that zit or the dark circles or whatever, and knowing that you look your best and that how people's first impression of you or 15th impression of you is going to be good because you look your best. Like that's not superficial. You know, the world is a visual place and Mm -hmm. people do make judgments on that. So if that's one less thing that you have to stress about, then I think it's really important. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Do you still do that? Like, do you still do makeup for people or have you kind of switched gears? So I was, my husband works in the NBA and that's not a career that especially when you work with the team that you necessarily have one position with the same team in the same city for a long time. Uh And so in the last six years, we've moved to three different cities, all in California, 
fortunately. But um, moving every two years makes it pretty hard to keep starting over with new clients. I do have an agent that helps out. And since the last three moves have all been in California, it's I still you know go back down to LA. I still go to the Bay Area. And it's not completely starting over from scratch. But I've been kind of working on transitioning more to personal development since it is such a passion. But I did a shoot yesterday as a model. Like I probably will do it for the rest of my life as long as I can. Mm-hmm. I just would like it to be something that that's what's more on the side and an option where I can be very selective with what jobs I take. And of course, COVID, you know, yeah, had a huge impact. Nobody's wearing, you know, people aren't wearing makeup as much as they are. People aren't allowed to be near each other. I've done one shoot as a makeup artist since March. And fortunately it was a week long shoot. So it wasn't just one day, but I have done minimal makeup since the pandemic beginning. And I'm glad that I have other things that I do to kind of keep me afloat. And so that I'm not like, Oh, there's nobody I can do makeup on. And now I'm making zero money. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, that's cool. I mean, I I love that. It's like a nice mix. It seems like, you know, different fun things and work things and just kind of doing them all together. Yeah, absolutely. For a while I was saying I change lives and play dress up, but whenever I would say that to someone on LinkedIn, it was like an invitation for creepy dudes to be like, oh, "Oh, you play dress up. And then they were (laughs) gross. So I stopped saying that, but I still feel like that's what I do. (laughs) People are weird. (laughs) Yes. Super Um, so going along with like personal development and wellness and everything, like, do you have any tips or like, what do you do for like work life balance? Cause that's always, you know, a tricky thing that we're all trying to figure out. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. And one thing that I'm learning over time is really, I think the most important thing is honestly prioritizing sleep mm-hmm. because I find both in my roles as a, a you know, personal development person, like trying to help people live their best lives, as well as as a makeup artist, I find that having a good night's sleep and feeling rested makes like the most impactful difference of everything. You know, I'm, Mm -hmm. I believe you should do some sort of exercise every day. I believe you should eat well so that like that helps you feel good. And of course, if like you said, some people feel better with makeup, some people do not, like whatever makes you feel good, I think that should be a thing. But I've never met anyone who is like, I slept 10 hours last night and it was restful sleep and I wish I wouldn't have. (laughs) Like (laughs) I feel terrible today as a result. You know, it's something that I think works for everyone. And I think there's a term that I like to call hustle porn, where there's so many people who are like, yeah, go to bed at one and get up at four. And if you're not grinding, you're going to lose. And um, that's, you know, great for some people like Gary Vaynerchuk seems to thrive that way. Yeah. So he's been changing his messaging recently. Have you noticed that? I wonder if some people kind of approached him about that, because I've noticed he's been talking about rest and you know, huh. not grinding as much very recently. Cause I was like, huh. okay. Yeah. I know. I agree. He's always been like, yeah, sleep like an hour and get back to Twitter. You know, like, Right. Exactly. And he says he has like a wife and kids and all of that. And I'm like, how? <laughs> I know. Yes. I know. I'm like, do they really exist? Cause I cannot find them on Google anywhere. Like I have looked. He, yeah. He does a great job keeping them 
yeah, secret. He does. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I haven't noticed that he changed his message because honestly, I stopped following him just because mm-hmm. I was like, this isn't healthy because I don't want to feel guilty myself because I'm not doing what he's doing. Like, right. And it all comes down really to how do you measure success and what's a happy, successful life to you. And for me, waking up and feeling good every day is more important, even if it slows me down to my, you know, first million comes, you know, a little later. (laughs) (laughs) I hope I'll get to enjoy the millions longer because I took care of myself. Right. Totally. Yeah. So that would be one of my biggest wellness tips is get that sleep. (laughs) I love sleep. I mean, I absolutely love it. Like I could sleep like 10, 12 hours if I didn't have kids and they let me, you know, like they let you. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's just, you're right. Like it's, it's such an important part. And I think everybody, we kind of forget about it and we, you know, it just kind of gets put on like the not so important, but I mean, it really is so good for our bodies and it heals, right? Like all of these things happen while we're sleeping. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I said too, as a makeup artist, it's so key because I can't even count how many times I've been like, oh, my, like I'm looking a little older today or I'm kind of having some breakouts or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then it's one good night of sleep and I'm like, wow, I look so much better. I look younger now than I do in my wedding photos from over three years ago because I was so stressed at that time. And now I'm not. And I'm like, can we redo those? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just redo your vows, you know, and take more pictures. (laughs) I think we will at some point, but I'm like, come on. Yeah. I'm not going to stress for that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is so cool. Um, and so this kind of not piggybacks it, but I guess is kind of related to it. Like, sure. you know, automation, you know, apps, like things like that, that have made our lives easier, um, like to run our business and just in general too, like personally, like, mm-hmm. do you have any that you use in your business? So I need to be better at that. I don't necessarily have apps that I swear by. I think it's really important for me when I'm doing things in person. So when I have shoots and makeup jobs, I love that my calendar syncs with Waze Mm -hmm. and uses the address and basically tells me, hey, you're going to have to leave by this time. I think that that's a game changer for me. So if you have in-person things or you're meeting people or something, that's a recommendation I use is if you put it in your calendar with the address and let Waze talk to your calendar, I think that's huge. And then the other thing that I've been doing for a long time that makes a huge difference is if there's ever anything that you're doing repeatedly from an answering questions standpoint or sending out different emails or anything like that, it makes a huge difference in my opinion to have kind of some templates that you can copy and paste. So as a freelancer, as a model and a makeup artist, I am often applying to different gigs, whether it's a photo shoot or a commercial Mm -hmm. or whatever. And instead of every single time typing the same thing, hi, my name's Mandy and I'm a model or a makeup artist and you can find my portfolio here. And this is my Instagram that has some recent work and unedited blah, blah, blah. blah. Like if you're (laughs) sending that same message more than once a day or more than once in life, like just save it to your notepad, copy and paste, and then tweak what you need to. Like, oh, this is a jewelry position. Well, here's also a link to my hand modeling portfolio or whatever. And it saves so much time that you write it really well the first time. And then, like I said, just tweak it a little bit and then you don't have to rewrite it 
10 times a week. (laughs) I love that. And it really does save time. Like, so for the longest time, like after I started this podcast, I would, you know, send the link when it went up to everybody individually. And I kind of, after a while, I was like, I should just copy and paste this. And it just saves so much time. And I didn't even think about it in the beginning, you know? Yeah. I do it for that as well. Like, Hey, this is the form that you fill out to get on. Mm -hmm. Thanks for filling out the form. Here's the link for the scheduling. Thanks for that. Here's the confirmation for tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) It just saves time. I'm sure there are things that do that for you and automate it, which it would be the next step for me. But um, yeah, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I use Calendly now to schedule, but like when I create like the link and post it and everything, like I have this little template I send them, but Calendly is mm-hmm. amazing with like syncing and well, when it's like deciding to work properly, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes yeah, it's a little I use crazy. Acuity, which I think is similar, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah, that's funny. It definitely helps. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's your favorite or most effective way that you market your business? Um, I think for me, I love using social media. So I love Instagram and like the vibe of it, especially Mm -hmm. as a makeup artist and model, it's very visual. So I like using that. One thing that I guess would be probably, um, I mean, I, I feel like that's an obvious answer. So I'll give an answer that's not necessarily like a duh sort of (laughs) idea is there's a website called Quora, Q-U-O-R-A. And basically what it is, is people, anyone can submit questions and then you as a user sign up and you put all of your areas of expertise or areas that you want to be known as an expert. And then you answer the questions and when people like, obviously you probably know that when people Google things, they often put it in a question format. And so Quora works that way and then has great SEO so that if you Google it, a lot of times the Quora question will come up as one of the first results Mm -hmm. and you can kind of establish yourself as an expert on Quora. And I found out about it when I was living in the Bay area and they actually invited a bunch of makeup artists and hairstylists to the Quora headquarters and they gave us champagne and, snacks and everything, which everyone Fun. always loves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they taught us how to use the platform because for a while it was a very tech focused platform and people's questions were tech based. And then of course there were plenty of tech people there to answer them. But then as the platform grew and broadened, they noticed they were getting a lot of makeup questions, but there weren't a lot of people writing makeup answers. So Mm -hmm. they thought, okay, let's get some makeup artists, give them some t-shirts and snacks and champagne and teach them how to use it. And then everyone who's asking these makeup questions will get their answers. And so really anything in the world that you want to know about is on there. So I think it's great to use it that way. And I don't know if they still have partnerships with different publications, but a few of my things that I wrote answers to actually got published on like Forbes.com, Apple News, Huffington Post. And those are all, of course, recognizable brands that people know. And so to say, hey, they featured my work on these sites as a writer with expertise in social media or makeup or modeling or whatever the different things were, I think is a great bit of social proof and, you know, helps the marketing angle as well. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I know I used to like, uh, when I worked at a digital marketing agency, a few of our clients were, did Quora, but that was a few years ago and I kind of forgotten about it. And, but I just Googled it now too. And like, it is huge. You're right. 
Yeah. So that would be my tip that, you know, I guess is less likely that some of your other guests might say, because it gets forgotten or it's not super popular unless you've had some reason to use it. So that's, that's my one that I'll share that, that I'll try to be a different tip that you haven't gotten. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Yes. I have definitely not gotten that one. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, so comfort zones, everybody loves them. That's a super like popular term. And like, and I feel like people do talk about like how to get out of your comfort zone. It's almost like a buzzword or a buzz phrase, but I do love hearing these stories. (laughs) So like, how do you get out of your comfort zone, you know, to, to achieve your goals? And do you have any tips for our listeners that, you know, might want to do something or they're thinking about doing something, but they're just, you know, not quite sure they're ready to get out of their comfort zone yet. Sure. So I, that's one of my favorite topics as well. And I'm glad that you brought that up because we said that I have a podcast, but haven't really talked about it at all. Uh, My podcast is called Bold Moves and it's exactly about what you're talking about. So all of the guests that I've interviewed are people who have taken big risks and bold moves and Mm -hmm. gotten out of their comfort zone. And I basically ask them, a lot of different questions like, how did you do it? What's your advice for when you're feeling scared? You know, tell us the story. And it's a wide range of topics. So Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of people, you know, who have quit quit their jobs to be entrepreneurs or move to a new country. But then like some of the crazier stories are this woman in San Francisco who decided on a random Tuesday to buy a one-way ticket to Africa and she was married and left her husband. They're still not left her husband, like left the relationship, but her husband stayed in San Francisco. They're still married as far as I know. And she moved to Uganda and started a nonprofit. Wow. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. There's a guy I interviewed who, I don't know if he's finally done the seventh one, but there's a thing called the seven summits, which are the highest mm-hmm. mountains on each continent. And the only one as of the time of our interview that he hadn't done, ironically, was the one in North America. But when he was nearing the top of Mount Everest, he was at the final base camp before you go to the summit. And his Sherpa wasn't feeling well. And he was oh. like, oh, it's fine. I'm an experienced climber. I'll just go by myself, which <gasps> I wouldn't recommend based no. on his story, <laughs> but I'm not personal experience. I've certainly not climbed anything that high, but nearing the top of the summit, he took, or he got to the top, took a selfie and you can sort of see in the selfie that he's not really focusing on the camera very well. And he ended up becoming snowblind oh. on the top of Mount Everest and then had to climb down by himself without being able to see. How did and, he do that? Yeah, he prayed. I guess he he attributes some of it to a, right. a higher power, and I think just being experienced and trusting himself. But it wasn't without you know challenges. His air came unplugged at one point, and he had to change the <gasps> air thing. And just yeah, I'm sure there's going to be an amazing movie of it at some right. point. But a wide variety. So I guess long story short, I've spoken to a lot of people about leaving the comfort zone behind. And my biggest piece of advice, and I incorporated this into my show that I, when it's on hiatus right now, but usually Mondays are an interview episode. And then I ask all of my guests on Fridays to give some sort of a challenge so that people can actively do something. Oh, yeah. I saw the challenges. That's awesome. So the idea is basically that 
courage is not the absence of fear. It's feeling the fear and still doing whatever it is anyway. And I believe that courage and confidence and boldness are all a muscle that you flex. And it's just like working out where, you know, the first time you go to deadlift, you're probably not going to deadlift like 500 pounds. But if you start with 50 and then you do 55 and then you do 60 and you keep increasing it slowly, Mm -hmm. you're going to laugh at where you started at some (laughs) point because you you kept doing a little bit here and there. And so my advice is just to do something small, like once a week or once a day, do something that just scares you a little bit. And it could be, you know, wearing bright red or bright purple lipstick, or it could be asking for help when, you know, you normally would carry 17 grocery bags all by yourself or sending your food back if you don't like it. Or, you know, it could be, it, it doesn't have to be quitting your job and moving to Uganda and leaving your marriage behind to let it, you know, you know, it can just be, or try, try some food that you have never tried. If you've wanted to have Ethiopian, but never been there, do it. Or, you know, just, just do something little every week. Go, go out to eat by yourself. There's a long list. So that would be my recommendation is just to start small and realize, okay, I, wore that lipstick or went out to eat alone and I didn't die and it was not as bad as I thought. So let's, let's up the ante a little bit tomorrow. And I think eventually it'll be like, all right, well, yeah, you see the worst case scenario is not that bad. So it was worth the risk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. I love your analogy that it's like a muscle because it, I mean, yeah, it's just I think, perfect. I think that's, it's true. <laughs> yeah, totally. And it's like, cause we, we see these like big goals, like we're here and we want to be there and it just seems impossible that middle ground. But if we just start little, then they all just kind of like start building on each other. Exactly. Yeah. Break anything down into the littlest piece you can and the time's going to pass anyway. So you may as well put in whatever work or, you know, do whatever crazy little scary things. And I found out too that, you know, most people are so self-absorbed and I don't mean that as like an insult to everyone, but I think if you like how many times I've changed my hair and to me it's felt like a dramatic change and only two people notice and (laughs) it's not anything bad about anyone else, but everyone else is so self-conscious and terrified about Mm -hmm. their hair or whatever that, you know, they probably won't even notice the things that you think are a big deal or even the big errors you've made, it's probably like, oh yeah, I didn't even know. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. I know. I think we feel like we're going to be judged more than like we think we are. Like, I feel like we judge ourselves more than other people or, you know, like. It's yeah, just like, 100%. Yeah, they're definitely, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I can't wait to listen to the podcast. That sounds amazing. Like, I love hearing stories like that. Yeah, me too. And I think, and the reason why I I wanted to do it is to share that because I feel like every episode you'll probably find something in common with Mm -hmm. the person who's telling the story. And you just realize that we're all normal people doing the best we can with what we have. And okay, no, I'm not going to suddenly join the NBA and eclipse LeBron James. Like he has some (laughs) God-given things like being very tall and you know, skills that I could work my whole life on and never have. But for the most part, aside from some things that we naturally are, you know, predisposed to be way better at, we're all normal people doing our best. And if, you know, this Krista can go to Africa and start a charity, then why can't I 
start my business or, you know, like I think it's always like, well, if they can do it, so can you. Yes, totally. That's what I love. Like when I see all these like stories or like these entrepreneurs that are crushing it, I'm just like, dude, they did it. Like I can do that too. You know, like it might take me longer or it might take me a different route, but I mean, it's definitely achievable. And like, that's so inspiring. Exactly. Why not you do it? Awesome. Oh, I love that. Um, on to your favorites. So what's your favorite book? My number one favorite book is a, it's actually written for children, but it's called in English, The Little Prince. It was originally written in French. And then a few years ago, actually, they put a cartoon version, like an adaptation of it on Netflix. So it's by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. And it's the story of this little prince who boldly leaves his asteroid that he lived on and he's caring for this rose there and kind of wanted to go learn things. And so he goes to all these other little planets and ends up on earth and there's like a little moral on each planet. And I think it's just something like you could definitely read it in an afternoon. And it's just something that I think would be like a good yearly reminder to kind of check in on, you know, your how you're living and if it's in line with where you want to be. Oh, I love that. Um, and that makes, yeah, I love that things like that are around because I, for the longest time I never like alignment is huge and I'd never really thought about it or like realize the importance of it. But when you are mm-hmm. aligned, like things really start to change quickly. Absolutely. And it, it's again that how do you measure satisfaction and mm-hmm. what, what is important to you in day-to-day and long-term how you're going to be. So I like that as a reminder for that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, What's your favorite drink? So favorite drink in, in what regard? That one? Anything. Yeah. (laughs) Like um, we've had water, (laughs) like wine, coffee, any Dr. Pepper was one answer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I didn't know if this was restricted to adult beverages. Oh, no. Okay. Because um, it is bubbles and biz, you know. Um, I, I probably drink, I drink crazy amounts of water and I do enjoy it, but I wouldn't say that that's, you know, what gets me excited. I drink espresso just about every morning. Um, I like a good old fashioned. I oh. love champagne. I love red wine. I can't pick a favorite. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I drink a lot of kombucha. <laughs> I yeah. make my own kombucha. Yeah. So. Do you? Do you have a good yeah. recipe? Like I, so I always get like the um, uh, GTs, like synergy, yeah. like the trilogy, and that's like the only one that I like. My husband will drink all kinds of them, but I'm like, that's the only yeah. one I like. And we can't find like a good recipe for that one. So. Huh. I usually am really boring about it and I don't get too creative. So, um, and I've, I've met very few kombuchas that I don't like. So, really? okay. See, maybe, yeah. I'm not so like what I'm saying. He can drink all of them. A lot of people that I know can drink all of them, but I'm just, I'm very specific, but oh well. Yeah. There's some blueberry basil ones that are really good. Ooh, that does so good. I, I'm not sure about the recipe for it. And I bet you could Google it and find yeah. it. But when I buy them, if I see that kind, I usually get it. Or like lemon cayenne ones I like a lot or ginger. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like I said, I, I'm kind of a kombucha freak and drink a lot of it. So <laughs> It's so good. I, and I hated it. Like the first time I tried it, I was like, this is disgusting. I don't know how you tr- drink this. Like, <laughs> and I, I took, buy them like every day. <laughs> yeah. I took like a training reels, wheels route through it. So there's a 
drink called Cavita, which is technically half of their line is like a sparkling probiotic drink and it doesn't have that strong of a kombucha flavor and I feel like it kind of eases you in so I became addicted to those and then uh, it escalated to (laughs) me making my own kombucha that half the time does not even taste good. (laughs) (laughs) I know it all depends on the SCOBY right or like the I don't, my husband does it and I like watch him and yeah, so I don't, yeah. sometimes his, and his aren't carbonated sometimes, but yeah, he'll drink it too. Like he doesn't, he's not very picky. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. What happens to me is I end up waiting way too long to bottle it and then it gets, it's pretty much vinegar. So I try to rectify it by like putting extra fruit in for the second fermentation. But a lot of the time I'm like, I'll just choke this down because I don't want to waste <laughs> okay. it. And I know it's good for me. Right. <laughs> so I wouldn't call that my favorite drink by any means, but <laughs> it's definitely something I still consume frequently. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, what's your favorite thing to do to relax? Relaxation is not my strong suit. <laughs> <laughs> I am the person who tries to get or take a bath and it's like five minutes before I'm like, okay, I know I'm supposed to be unplugging from my phone, but I just can't sit here. But <laughs> yeah, I get bored too. Like, I, I, yeah. yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm antsy. What, what can I actually do? Mm-hmm. But, um, I like music. I like movies. I don't, I do yoga. I work out, obviously working out when I'm lifting heavy is not relaxation, but it, <laughs> I would say the net effect afterward works for me as relaxation. So I guess it depends on if I need rest or if I need to just tell my brain to settle down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that'll lead me into the next question. Like, what's your favorite thing to watch? Because I know a lot of times people answer and they're like, don't judge me, but I just watch trash TV so my brain will turn off, you know? (laughs) I'm like, no judgment here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't do a lot of like reality TV. I've I did get sucked into Tiger King and Love is Blind (laughs) during quarantine, Um, but that was, I would say, unusual for me. I do love like 80s and 90s movies. I'm kind of like that person who still sticks with what they love from, you know, college and and earlier. So yeah, I I have a wide variety. My dog's name is Quentin Quarantino, so I think you could probably tell who... uh, one of my favorite directors. He's <laughs> <laughs> <is> pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan. But yeah, Q, Q's namesake, because we just got him during during quarantine when they had to close the shelter in kind of an emergency situation. They're like, we need emergency fosters. Well, well, we were thinking of getting a dog and fostering is a good kind of test drive. So then we fell in love with him. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What kind? Or do you guys have any idea? We think he's a pit boxer staffy mix. Um, he has his own Instagram. I can send you the link to. Oh, <laughs> <yes. laughs> that would be awesome. He's, he's very cute. He's a sixty-pound lap dog. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> I was trying to think of the, those combos together. So yeah, I'd love to see him. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a cutie. That's awesome. We have a rescue dog too. They're the best. Like they're yes, so they're, sweet. You, you can tell they're grateful. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, and lastly, where's your favorite place to go? In like the world, anywhere. Yep. Okay. Um, hmm. I'm pretty fond of Paris. 
I've yeah. never been. I hear it's amazing. My daughter wants Paris bed sheets and Paris everything. And I'm like, okay, well, hopefully we'll get there one day. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. I've been there a couple times and I really like it. Uh, I love Savannah in the United States and yeah, San Francisco's town. great. Napa. I like to travel. I miss it. <laughs> You're probably getting that a lot the last few months. Yeah. Anywhere that's not my house. <laughs> it's true, yeah. <laughs> I know it's been so I know like hopefully it'll things will start to get back to normal so everybody can get back to I don't know traveling and talking and you know yeah all the all that absolutely I agree awesome um so where can everybody find you um to connect with you more on social media website and all that yeah so everything is consistently Mandy Bryce, so Instagram, Twitter, website, all of it. And my name is spelled M-A-N-D-I-E, and then B like basketball, R-I-C-E. Awesome. And the podcast was Bold Moves, right? Yes, yes. Okay. And that's, uh, it, like I said, it's been a hiatus for actually a couple months now, which is the longest break that I've ever taken. But um, there's over 350 episodes, so mm-hmm. it'd take you quite a while to catch up before I get back started. <laughs> but it is on everywhere, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, like everywhere that you get your podcasts. If you look for it somewhere and don't find it, please let me know so I can figure out how I get it there. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and that goes to the listeners too. If you're like, oh, but I listen to my podcasts on this obscure thing, let right. me know and I'll make sure it's there. <laughs> Yeah, somebody sent me an email not that long ago, and it had like all the places their podcast was listed, and I was like, "Huh, I didn't even know this existed." Let me Google how to figure out to get there. You know, like yeah, exactly. Places. I have an amazing podcast virtual assistant, and she does Mm. all of that part for me. And so it would be a matter of me being like, "Hey, someone said they look for me on this thing I've never heard of. Can you fix it?" (laughs) Thank goodness. (laughs) But as far as I know, I think there are some things that like hosts that automatically submit it to most of them. So yeah, I think I think once so. you set it up initially, you go all over the place. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. No kidding. I know. Thank God they all kind of integrate together. <laughs> yes. Well, this has been so awesome. Um, I loved learning more about you and connecting and just, yeah, I really can't wait to listen to your podcast um, and just all of it. Thanks for spending so much time with us today. Well, thank you for the champagne and thank you for having me. I, if you've made some bold moves, I obviously didn't get a chance to ask you much about you, but potentially we can exchange and you can come on my show too. Oh yeah, that would be fun. That would be super fun. <laughs> I'd love that. Yeah. Well, yay. Well, thanks again. And um, thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Don't be afraid to reach out if you'd like. I love communicating with people. So hit me up wherever you find me. Yay. Yeah. And I'll put all of your social and all of your stuff in the podcast notes so they can find you. Perfect. Thank you so much, Nicole. Yeah, you're welcome. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.